take us all on each of these. We've done these quite a few times, but just for those of you to whom this is new, um, these are scriptures, and we're just going to read them to ourselves maybe two or three times. We'll do it one at a time, um, and this is all on your own. We won't do it as a group. So on your own, read that first one two or three times, and just listen for anything that the Lord might have to say to you about that verse. Um, Jesus promised us that the Holy Spirit would remind us of everything that God has said, and these are things God has said, and that he would lead us into all truth. And so we're asking the Lord to lead us into truth this morning regarding our lives um, and to speak to us through these verses. And I know that for some of you this is new. Um, don't worry about it. Just listen to the Lord. Listen for what you hear and just write it down. If you're not sure if it's God or not, write it down. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, but we're just listening to what does this have, what do you have for me right now for my life, for this next year um, in these verses. Take a minute and a half or so for each one. And for those of you, I know some of you I've talked to, and these kind of exercises you find really difficult, um, and you don't like them, and they're hard. And, you know, I, I understand that, and I respect that that's, that's the case for a number of you. And, you know, I encourage you that just because something is hard doesn't mean it's not worthwhile. Uh, in fact, I would probably argue that the most worthwhile things in life are actually really hard. And so if this is tough for you, I think you're going to get value out of it if you persevere. So we're going to take a number of minutes now. Lord, we ask you to speak to us through your word. We open up our heart and minds to you. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. When you're finished with the verses, please journal on the back and just write out what do you think God's saying to you right now.
So, how was that one? We have a w we have one wonderful. Anybody else? So good, good for some, maybe difficult for others. Um, anybody want to share any thoughts, maybe about the exercise itself? I'm not going to make anybody share anything personal. We're not handing these to the person to our left or something like that. Um, so don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. That'd be horrible, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. And that, when God does fun things like that, it really builds our faith, doesn't it? Because we get a word and then, oh, this pre-planned thing is exactly what I just heard. Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, I, I love that. I love it when God does stuff like that.
The same spirit that speaks to us now wrote those words. It's easy for him <laughs> to say the same thing, and he'll never say something different, which we talked about a few weeks ago when we talked about how to test a word that we think something God might have said to us. It's not going to contradict Scripture. Never, ever. It, that's my favorite thing, yeah. Not just more. Amen. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Over the last few years, that concept of the unchangeability of God has been really comforting to me, especially when times are very changey in life. When you're on the waves and you feel like you're just being tossed about, to know that God is never going to change. He loved me then. He loves me now. He'll love me always. He was there for me last time. He'll be there for me again. I mean, it's, it's really comforting to know that even when we're not always faithful, <laughs> he is so faithful. Did you have your hand up? Was it prophetic or no? Oh, weigh, weigh that. Weigh that word. Test that and see if that's a rebuke from the Lord. We kid, we kid, we have fun. Um, anybody else have anything? Sure. can't anticipate it. I, I don't know. I, I can I have to go day by day trusting in him because it's going to be very exciting and I can't know what it is. That's cool. Um, it can be tough to stay in that place. <laughs> I'd like to guess. I'd like uh -huh. to think. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so that makes me think of like 
couple of words I got, like my first thought was, okay, I want someone to pray these over me because I get it, but I don't totally get it. I need prayer for them to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And that, to what you're saying. That but, can be true. Just because God tells us his will doesn't mean he's going to wave a magic wand and make that will happen. Oftentimes when or God... I can't see it all, but someone else might be able to. Yep. Yeah. When God tells us this is what I'm about to do, that usually is going to actually require us to put on some work pants and get down to it and get dirty and maybe rip a hole in those jeans <laughs> before we reach the word itself. We are meant to do worship and, and writing that, you know, we, we refer to the story. But the truth is, there's a lot of cleansing that comes in a story. Mm-hmm. And I think that some, the image I ended worship with is being in this boat and the anchor going down, that hope going down. And I promise that he's going to abide there with me in the boat. I'm not necessarily promised the storm's going to stop because the storm might be the very thing he's by design giving. And so, you know, who am I to tell God? So his word he's given me is, my job is to trust him and his character. His job is to choose his ways. And so we love being able to praise the ways. We love to give God suggestions, but frankly, this is the year I don't want to anymore. I really want to devote myself to his character. Who you are, you're really big. If you're that big, I imagine myself coming before and suggesting to the president how he might run around the country. And that sounds crazy. I don't know that much. It's, that's not even that far of a stretch compared to us trying to tell God I just run my life in the world. So maybe the storm is the very thing that at the same time that it's cleansing, it's refreshing, and it can do a lot faster than what a little mist could do. So maybe he needs to do the storm, and he just needs us to ride it out in the boat and know we're not there cross-wise, and that's his character. Mm-hmm. So let's pray for Joel and Anne. Without saying anything, we're just going to pray for them, for any storms that they go through that God will bring them through. Be still. I will also do it through you. And indeed, this is a time of refining and resetting of the thermostat for this new day, truly a new day. So don't look back. Look ahead confident of my faithfulness. And we see that all the ballast in life that weighs us down, that comes in the storm, and is actually what makes the anchor go deeper. And the deeper we go, the more potential for us to 
signs, those deeper living waters where the Holy Spirit is really in what you need that has been um, blowing the sails, so to speak, of your boat because uh, of your anchor going deeper. It says in the last verse, he crowns the year with his goodness and his paths with his abundance. And I looked up crowns and it said also means anchor. The arching end of the shank of an anchor where the arms join it. Wow. Almost like your prayers are your arms that you held up today. And it also means a reward of victory, that you have victory. Something that imparts splendor, honor, or finish. And on that sea is beauty and delight. And out of the Lord's great provision and rescue, presence, um, he is going to bring you great delight in that sailing that you're going to do. And you're not going to do things out of duty and obligation as much as delight. And that's going to free you this year. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Um, open up to Matthew 14, starting with uh, verse 22, Matthew 14. This is the story of Jesus walking on the water that ducky preached about so there's a storm speaking of storms there's a storm on the sea the disciples are all on the boat by themselves the storm's pretty bad they look out and they see jesus walking on the water in the middle of the storm that's crazy and so they said it's a ghost oh no and they're freaking out and so jesus calls out to him don't worry it's me he says take heart in his eye do not be afraid and then in verse 28, Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. So Peter got out and he walked on the water and came to Jesus. So the water is, walking on water is impossible. Can we all agree on that? Is that, is that a pretty standard belief? Um, walking on water is impossible. And we all face impossibilities uh, in life. Those impossibilities might be challenges, struggles, problems, giants, enemies, something like that that we don't know how we're going to overcome. We can't imagine overcoming it. Um, those are some impossible things like this, like the water, like walking on water. Other impossible things might be more positive, like an, a vision or a dream to do something that God gives you that you just you have no idea how you're possibly going to do that. Harvest Water Africa is like that for me. You know, it's It's way beyond me. It's outside of my realm of training and experience and it's way too big for me it's an impossible thing it's it's water that can't be walked on and in order to overcome this impossible thing what does peter do he called out to the lord and what did he call out for verse 28 if you want to look Exactly. Exactly. He asked Jesus to call him out. He asked Jesus for a word. He asked God for a word. Specifically, he says, command me to come to you on the water. So he doesn't see Jesus and say, hey, Jesus is doing it. I can do it. Jump out the boat. He doesn't say, hey, if Jesus is here, I'm going to be fine no matter what happens and jump out of the boat. No, he doesn't do that. He's not presumptuous. He is very humble. He is subservient. He says, command me. So he's asking God for a word. He's saying, I am faced with something impossible. I need a word from you. 
Yeah. Exactly. So again, humility. He's not just saying, Jesus, I got this great idea that I want to do. Make me do it. No, he said, if you're in this, if it's you, tell me to walk on the water. There's something impossible here. I can't do this. I need a word from God. And so when we're faced with these impossible situations, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, what do we do? We ask God to give us a word. That's what we need. We need a word from God. So whatever situations you're in now, the beginning of 2019, whether they're holdovers, whether they're new things, maybe the the situation hasn't come yet. Again, whether it's good or bad. I'm, I'm not dark clouding here. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying when we face these impossible things, we need to call it to God for a word. Lord, if this is you, tell me something. Command me something. Yep. And he's still doubting just a tiny bit. Jesus says it is I, and he's like, okay, if that's true, (laughs) do this. And Jesus doesn't say, how dare you doubt? No. He answers Peter, and he gives him the word. He just says, come. Oh, yeah. In Peter's defense, this is nuts. It's not bad. Absolutely. We're always, we're always a mix of faith and doubt. We're always a mix of courage and fear. I mean, and, and Jesus, the, the, the Holy Spirit is always at work within us to make us both willing and able to obey him. Because we're not always willing or able to obey him, but he's working on us. And so we face something impossible. We need a word from God. And so I encourage you guys this year, pray for a word from the Lord, something specific for you. And that might be a scripture. It might be something he tells you. And then you take that, you weigh it, you can share it with people. The body of Christ is meant to help each other, bear each other's burdens. Um, and so when you think you get a word, share it with your spouse, share it with somebody, talk it through. And when you have that word, then you can do what Peter did and you can stand on the word. Peter's not standing on the water. That's not possible. Okay. Peter gets out of the boat and he stands on the word of God. That's what he's standing on. The same God who spoke a word and created that sea spoke again at Peter's request and created something Peter could walk on, on the water. Because that's the same creative God. Anne was talking about this already. And so God can create a way for you where there is no way, whatever that is. I mean, he was walking on the water, but he's walking on the word of God. That's how he could do it. Jesus gave him a word. He stood on that word. He stood on the word of God. And so that's what we can do. We can stand on the word of God and do the impossible. We can do anything, anything in the world that God tells us to do, we can do by definition of fact that God told us to do it. And he will create something brand new to make that possible if he has to. Mm Mm-hmm.
That's where we trust in God. Mm -hmm. And now, working with um, seminaries, you know, and we're going we're gonna to start things in Tanzania, with our seminaries, and Brazil. Mm -hmm. Chris, Chris, could you grab these? And That's right. So God's doing a lot more than we even thought. A lot more. He started with one thing, and he's doing more. And so right now with, with Harvest Water Africa, just to continue with that example, we are in a place between receiving the word and walking on water. <laughs> There's a gap in this case. We started to walk on water, in a sense, and now it's, it's hard to keep going because we're not getting enough funds to do all the wonderful things that God wants us to do, right? And sometimes that's the case. With Peter, it was instantaneous. He got the word, and he could do it right away. We got the word, we started to do it, and then it's like, okay, where, where else are we going to go? And we're just waiting, though, because the word was given. The word is there. So sometimes we do have to wait, and we have to be patient, we have to persevere, which is why every single time Jesus teaches on prayer, he teaches on perseverance. Prayer means you don't stop praying. That's what prayer always means in the New Testament. If you pray, you just don't stop. You keep going. And sometimes you need to keep going by saying, God, you said you would do this. This was your word. You said you would do this. I don't see it yet. And therefore, I know that you're in the process of making it happen. And so I am going to be patient. I'm going to wait. And I'm going to trust in you to do it because you said this. And that's when we can stand on that word. Very patient. So I handed out another sheet. And we are not going to have a lot of time to do that right now. And so this is homework. These are different verses. And so what I'd love you to do is sometime this week, maybe today, today would be a great day to do it. Take this, go through these, and keep listening. Take the first sheet you did, listen a little bit more with the second sheet, and maybe come up with the word, or at least the beginning of it. The word that you need, like Peter needed his word from Jesus. What's your word for 2019? And I want you to think about that, pray about that over this week. Maybe some of you will get it. Here's the word for 2019. Maybe it's a sentence. Maybe it's a paragraph. Maybe it's an idea that's a little tough to describe. That's okay. Write it down. Put it in your phone or somewhere you're going to see it all the time, and you can keep looking at it so that when you see the wave, you don't do what Peter did and go, oh, no, the wave. You look at the word that you have from God. You say, this is more true than that. Chris has got a stack. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of people have prophetic words that haven't been fulfilled yet, and they're like, well, I guess that one's not going to happen or whatever. Or I got a prophetic word, and then the opposite happened. God said I was going to be really, really successful, and two weeks later I got fired. What? 
Is that the devil trying to destroy the word of God? No, no, no. God told you how successful you were going to be because God knew you were about to be fired. And he wanted to encourage you and give you a word to stand on through that difficult water. Knowing that, no, he was going to take care of you and be successful so that when you got fired, you could stand on that word and not doubt it. So sometimes it seems like the opposite happens when God gives us a word, but sometimes that's because God knows what's about to happen. He wants to encourage us ahead of time and give us something to stand on. That's right. That's right. And when we're in doubt, uh, the word of God with a capital W is always the, pl- the way to go. Um, the Lord, Lord really loves to speak through the Bible. And as you were saying, it doesn't matter how many times you've, you've read a passage, the Spirit can bring out something new for today, right now. That now word of God. So, Father, we thank you that you are a God who yes. speaks to your kids. We thank you that Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father doing, meaning we can see what you're doing. Thank you that we can see what you're doing in the world and in our lives. Help us to open our eyes to see that. Open the eyes of our hearts so we can see what you're doing in our lives and the lives of those around us. Lord, and like Peter, we ask, give us a word. Lord, command me to come to you. Wherever it is you are in this situation, wherever it is you are, command us to come to you. Give us a word, something specific for this year. For us to stand on in good times and in tough times. I pray that over this week you'd give everybody some time. Help us uh, just have the strength and the courage to carve out a little time to listen to you. To put in a little bit of work to get a hold of what it is that you have for us. And when our time comes, Lord, I pray that you would give us the faith to get out of the boat. And to stand on your word, trusting that we could walk on water if you called us to. Pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul.